Hello, and welcome to The Watchman Watchers, a podcast covering HBO's Watchmen, brought to you by the Fan Critical Podcast team, of course. Another mouthful to start the podcast. Uh, my lovely, lovely Minutemen have joined me again today. I have John. Hello there. And Gareth. Good morning, mate. So, um, guys, the original original Minutemen featured quite heavily in, uh, in this episode. Mm. Of course, we are the next generation of Minutemen. Iteration. Men. Yeah, mm-hmm. iteration in a way. Um, and our powers uh, obviously extended to lasting one minute, um, mm. and that's it. But maybe but. we should add the power of foresight Ooh. to our list of powers, yeah. as we correctly called it ages ago, um, that Will was bloody hooded justice, didn't we? I like that we're jumping in on John's moment of glory. Well, mm. you know, I would like to just defend myself. You weren't in that pod. Yeah, but I was thinking it. There's no way He's thinking it you after you prove. said it, John. There's no way you could prove that I wasn't, so... You were thinking about tentacle porn. That's what you were thinking about. Again? Yeah. Obsessed, Always. as usual. Oh, I wonder uh, if there'll yeah, be so those John, tentacles uh... again. <laughs> <laughs> I guess... Uh... There's more chicken. I need more chicken. <laughs> so, John, I guess the only good thing to come out of that bloody podcast where you kept making the Hooded Justice joke mm. is uh, the fact that you were bang on about Hooded Justice. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, not so funny now, is it, Mr. Negative Review? Um, I'm <laughs> sitting here. No, it wasn't funny in the first place. That was his problem. No, it was bloody yeah. hilarious. Ask JC from uh, Chicago. Um, yeah, JC on. knows. I'm sitting here with uh, with a bottle of scotch uh, in celebration mm. of the fact that <laughs> uh, stuff. a very bold claim uh, after episode two, for fuck's sake. I mean, it, it's, it seems yeah. silly to say it. And here we are at the end the glory is mine. Uh, Gaz went along with it, actually. So good on him. He didn't go, well, definitely not. I mean, there was a bit where he was like, oh, he's white, isn't he? But, um, yeah, so there you go. I'm, I'm, I was buzzing. Uh, I reckon I reckon Len died a little inside when it was unveiled, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> yeah. No. no, I was actually jumping off around, uh, jumping off and down in my, uh, in my lounge. I was having mm. a great time. In the afternoon, on my own, watching it because I wasn't with <laughs> Gareth this week. Um, yep. Yeah, so we've already spoiled the episode for everybody, but spoiler warning: uh, we are today covering episode six of HBO's Watchmen, titled "The Extraordinary Being," directed by mm. Stephen Williams. Um, so we've already talked about the big reveal, but I want to know your thoughts and your precious, precious bloobs. Gareth, um, John's had a little had a little swing at the episode already, in a good way. Mm-hmm. Time for you to have a little bat, batter up Gareth Evans. Uh, what are your thoughts on this episode, Sonny Jim? What's going on with these baseball puns? Like, <laughs> Did you miss all the baseball bit in this episode? <laughs> Did you not see the... <laughs> I haven't he... even written down any baseball puns he in, played my for the, uh... in my notes. So. He played have for the not? Red Sox. Yeah. Uh, you, <laughs> no, you, sh- no, you struck out. You struck out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, go on. Go on, Gareth. Something about home base. Go on, Gareth. All right. Um, so I actually... I sent... He's got notes. He's I... looking at them. Go on. Yeah, I always have notes. I've never seen you have your little pad out. Because <laughs> you're too busy looking at tentacle porn <laughs> while I'm talking. Or eating chicken. Next. <laughs> I reckon Gaz's yeah. notes is just a picture, a very badly drawn picture of Superman. <laughs> <laughs> he is my hero. <clears throat> oh, go on. So I sent a little message yeah. in yeah. our in our group actually and oh, yeah. I was 
I was aiming, I was trying to do a little bit of fishing and I wrote meh mm. dot 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 and nobody replied to it. And it's because it was night time, I was tired, I had to get up at 4.30 in the fucking morning, Gareth. Well, you still managed to message me after saying meh. I, I think it was to do with get me a coffee or something. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Skip uh, I was I was I was aiming to to reel someone in and, and nobody nobody took my bait, which was sad. Mm. Um and I was preparing a big one eighty for this moment here. Mm. Um Oh I missed that. What an episode. Yeah, yeah. well cl- yeah. evidently. Sorry. Um, so here's my one eighty <laughs> and the, the one eighty is gonna have zero impact on either of you. <laughs> yeah. But amazing amazing episode I, I loved it this show is so fucking good like i'm i'm fully sold like if there was any lingering doubt as to whether this was a good show or not it's it's gone and this this episode was just so satisfying so satisfying to see see will reeves become hooded justice and i i loved the the journey through time um you know they don't make jazz bars like they used to do they mm. Um, I love the the story behind the costume and the noose and stuff, and I I really there was a part part of me during the episode that was like, right, just stick with this story, please, please don't come back to modern times right now. Like I want to see this all the way through. And there was a moment where they sort of looked like they were about to return to to reality, and I was like, no, fuck off, Laurie Blake. I don't want to see you here. I want to continue this story. And then we did continue the story, and it was brilliant. There's maybe one or two sort of minor flaws, like there wasn't enough of a deterioration of his his character, Will Reeves' mm. character, for his wife to get as angry as he did, like to justify that. We saw that, that we saw that though. we saw, yeah. But we have to see that for it to to work. But anyway, it it didn't matter. It's one hundred percent a five blueberry episode. Mm. Loved it. John, I'm going to jump in next because um, I always go last, so I'm giving myself a little promotion to second today mm. um that's a good score gareth by the way five blueberries i totally well, totally agree and sorry just to clarify it's the best score you can get yeah because in the oh, blueberry yeah. system it's between <laughs> zero and five yes uh, there are no halves mm. don't half anything because you can't and it you know it's a coward's way out yeah so End up will reeves wouldn't half a blueberry would he no he would not he would not and he would give it five as well because he was in it so um um Arrogant. yeah anyone who listens to these podcasts knows I'm a big fan of Lindelof and uh, the shows that he's done in the past, Lost, Ooh. Leftovers. Um, and he was the showrunner in both of those. <clears throat> and in The Leftovers, he had an episode in season two, and I won't spoil it, um, but it's arguably one of the greatest episodes of television ever made. Uh, critically, very, very well received. It's up there with like episodes of TV, like Ozymandias. Shut up. Three. Like, uh, yeah, good. Ozymandias in uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, hard home in Game of Thrones, those sort. There's that cal- caliber of an episode, um, and it's essentially exactly the same in the show. But he's just transferred it to the Watchmen universe. It's a journey through a sort of dreamscape of a character. Mm. Um, I won't say any more than that. And it's it's just so it's like a mishmash. It feels like a dream. It feels so inventive and so creative, and it brings in little elements of the story that we've already seen and takes us on this journey with this character and it's so emotional the score's very interesting and the same thing was done in this episode it blew me away blue buried you away blue buried me away um just the the sheer technical achievement of the episode should be celebrated 
the cinematography. <laughs> I mean, Stephen Williams directed this, and I've read a couple of articles with him talking about it and some of the decisions they made about using black and white in certain scenes, uh, licks of colour that they brought in and just the way that they tried to keep it like a one shot even though it obviously isn't like a one shot and it all just seamlessly flows into each other it's beautiful um, it's one of the best origin stories I've seen uh, brought to the screen in a way in like this because I haven't seen seen it done like this before uh, and even though we all knew it was going the way of hooded justice at this point john obviously uh, i was still very excited when that reveal came so for me it's just it blew me away as well i'm giving it five blueberries and mm. uh last week was the best episode of the season but there's no doubt in my mind that this is the finest episode of the season i would be amazed if we beat the caliber of this episode for the yeah. rest of the season i mean look it could still be fives but I just don't, this affected me. It had me on the edge of my seat. I loved the art style, everything about it. Five blueberries. John, give me your blueberries. Mm. Um, I mean, look, it was it was an all right episode. Um, no, obviously not. <laughs> uh, that would be hilarious. Just end on that and then go to the advert. Um, <laughs> Should have put it was second. an all right episode. Five blueberries. <laughs> I don't think there's much else to to add i think um mm. uh, i i like i like the word of uh, or the use of the word uh satisfying um mm. i uh i couldn't couldn't echo that more having watched this at 5 a.m and satisfying and, and, satisfying, uh, satisfying <laughs> yeah it's good satisfying. that yeah, yeah yeah um people switching off their podcast going oh i think this is an accurate because it's echoing all the time <laughs> no, it's, no it's just another one of their shit gags hopefully len reigns them in um <laughs> <laughs> so look it's uh it's the best episode of the season um it's everything you want it to be uh there's uh, i think it's about halfway through where we get the music the, the famous music from um the fallout series where it's uh, uh i don't want to set the world on fire and it's just mm-hmm. it's it sums up that era um it's it's a flawless mm episode for me um i love it's such it's so clever of the show to in six episodes uh show you a character that so you you see his actual backstory versus um the bastardization of it via american hero story and and we'll go into that uh the, the scene of him jumping out of the window versus uh, American Hero story where it shows him jump in and stop a robbery. It's just it's so clever yeah. that it annoys mm-hmm. me. It's brilliant. That's what Lindelof does, and like I know Lost obviously didn't have great critical acclaim, but it had moments like that where it was extremely clever. Mm. Like yeah, they are stupid moments, but with the actual character stuff, it was very clever, mm. and the way that it built every character's backstory. And he handles universe and character extremely well. And when it crosses over like this and you're getting perception versus actuality of what actually happens to these characters, mm. it's brilliant. Yeah. And it is genius. And uh, fuck yeah. me, he has really raised his game. I mean, if this show doesn't get some serious nods for awards next year, I'll be I'll be devastated. Yeah. Uh, so it's a five blue from you, I assume, John? It's a five blue from me. Um, I think after episode one... I said this would go on to be the best TV series of of the year. Um, mm-hmm. I was worried a little bit 
you know, two episodes ago. But the last two yep. have been excellent. Far better than they should be, to be honest. Um, five bloobs. Let's crack on to the ad. Let's crack on to the advert, like John says, and then we'll jump into the plot of episode six. We are no one. We are everyone. And we are invisible. Hello, yes, quick advert, quick plug, shameless <laughs> plug, in a way. Um, what I would like everyone to do right now, if they are listening to this podcast, is <laughs> if you're already subscribed, yeah, don't, don't, don't worry about it. Okay. But there is a little job for you in a minute, so hold, hold I will. put a pin in that. Sure. If you're listening to you know what, I'm going to subscribe. I'm going to subscribe right now. Hit, hit the little subscribe button. It might be a couple of clicks. It might be one, one little click, then another click. Cool. But just make sure you go across and hit that little. If it's two su- clicks, that's yeah, too many. Yeah, well, that these days, many, would, yeah. you know, actually is. Uh, but please do subscribe. So. Um, if you've already subscribed, leave us a review. We love the reviews. We've been getting some fantastic ones and we'll do another review segment. Maybe not this episode, but in a future episode because some of them are fun, you know. Um, so please do leave us a review. Especially we love getting, the ones that slag off John. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah. Uh, especially in our little WhatsApp chat group. Cowards. Um, this is brought to you by the Fan Critical podcast team. And Fan Critical is our umbrella company. Mm-hmm. We have our main channel, Fan Critical. If you just search for that in any podcast app or Spotify, uh, you can find us. And please do subscribe to that. We release loads of stuff on there, like a review of Doctor Sleep, which is coming out later this week like all of our Castle Rock critical coverage, like our review of Joker, like our review of Star Wars, which is coming out in about four weeks' time. Lots of stuff. So if you like hearing us talk about The Watchmen and say you're obsessed with Luke Skywalker, bloody go across to Fan Critical and check that one out, right, Gareth? Yes. The word like has sort of lost all meaning now. Yeah. Love, then, in a way. Um, Also to say, if you want to sponsor us further, go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical and on there you can uh, select to give us some money every month and for that you will get certain rewards it's not for free don't worry john you get access to our catalogue of cast episodes there's about eight nine or ten on there at the moment where we've recast uh, famous films with different actors and actresses we've got a couple more cast it's coming out very soon for all of our patreons so don't worry we have been lagging a little behind on that but they are lots coming out very soon you can also chat to us on discord on there you can even commission a podcast of your choosing and even if you would like you can be a guest on a podcast once a month of your choosing that is for the master blueberry tier so uh, lots of options on there uh, gareth you want to encourage the people to go to patreon what would you what would you say to them if, if, if you had a one sentence pitch my one sentence pitch now this is you can you'll be able to tell that i'm a, a salesman in former life with mm. this pitch well mm. that's a pretty poor sentence you... to be honest so fucking hell he's well, yeah i'm kidding. looking at him he's barely awake go on yeah. mm. So Slug. if you <laughs> no personality, brilliant. Um, there there is an option for everybody. So no matter what your entrance point or level of interest, you'll find something for you. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a cult. Anyway, and it is in a in way. A, it is. So now let's uh, let's jump into the plot of uh, episode six: the extraordinary being, and that isn't talking about Doctor Manhattan. Mm. <laughs> I guess we have ourselves a reckoning. Uh, 
Alright, let's jump into the plot then. I thought I'd uh, throw this little quote out from uh, Lindelof before we got into the plot of the episode. Uh, and before the season had aired, he'd done a couple of interviews. And one of the main quotes uh, that he'd said about sort of origin stories and superheroes is <laughs> all over the country and all over the the world children are watching their parents get murdered in front of them Ooh, only one of them hell. decides to be yeah i was dark i, I thought he was going to say are watching origin stories <laughs> yeah. of their favorite superheroes yeah. only one of them decides to become batman so we have to leave the alley and start looking at other parts of his life and I thought that was quite a, an important quote for this episode because it's it's going away from obviously the the massacre that happened at the start of the series, yep. but focusing more on Will Reeves the character and all the different facets that happened to him after that event because that wasn't the event that necessarily triggered him into becoming Batman or Hooded Justice. Yeah, mm. it it was all these subsequent events that eventually tipped him over the edge of anger. So I, I thought that yep. was an interesting quote and, 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 it, and it filtered quite nicely into this episode. Perfect storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we start with American Hero Story and the latest chapter where Hooded Justice is called in for interrogation and threatened for his homosexual collusions with Captain Metropolis. <laughs> he reveals himself to collusions. be a white man before... Yeah, I wrote that word and I was like, is that the right word? I think that's the right word. It kind of makes it sound uh, negative for me. Okay, but his homosexual so, interaction within within the context, it, yeah. it was deemed as as yeah. Negative. That's what I meant mm. from the like. Yes. That's, so yeah. the policemen are saying this is a homosexual collusion. I've, yeah, that's right. I've got, be, I've got to be honest. Now these two, yeah, these two FBI guys, I sat here and I was like, "That's Gaz and Len, those two FBI guys." <laughs> <laughs> and then I've written the word collusion, and I've just, yeah. you know, I've just, you sort know. Of, yeah, um, and you're trying to defend it, Gaz, so you're worse in a way. <laughs> I bet it's it just means sex stuff. Yeah, sex stuff. <laughs> what was what was in your notes? Sex, sex stuff. stuff. Um, <laughs> turns out that Hooded Justice reveals himself to be a white man before brutally kicking the shit out of the officers. Okay, let's... Really good-looking um, white man. Yeah, I've sense. got some got some little tidbits for you here, Gareth. Okay. American Hero Story has been said on the internet that it is obviously American ho- like a, a pastiche of American Horror Story or American Crime Story by mm. Ryan Murphy, okay? Yeah. So that's a Ryan Murphy show. It's good. Um, this is obviously in-universe series. And um, so it's so in-universe, and Lindelof is, is so good at building the universe sort of stuff, mm. that he's actually used uh, Ryan Murphy regular actor in Cheyenne Jackson as Hooded Justice here. Oh, so nice. this guy features oh, heavily in good. American Horror Story and American Crime Story. Yeah. So you, you know how they he Ryan Murphy reuses the actors yeah, pretty yeah. much and just recharacterizes them. This guy's used a lot. So that was a love when that was real happened I was like, "Whoa." Who does that guy play in American Crime Story, do you know? Oh, I haven't seen the Versace one. I've only seen um the OJ right. one. Yeah, well, that one will do. Who's he playing that? That one will do. <laughs> uh, he plays one of the Kardashians, is that right? Oh, does he? No. No. I don't know. No, Len doesn't know the answer. He's, I'm guessing. He's really. fumbling around in the dark here Fuck going, uh, I think it might be OJ Simpson. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell, I was genuinely interested in that. You are a fuck. I think it might be one of the Kardashians, though. Who knows? I can't remember, but I just know I've seen him a lot. And then I was like, fuck, who is that guy? And then it turns mm. out Ryan Murphy regular so i love that i think that's a lovely little piece of detail that they've gone to all that effort to make that actually something mm. um 
So what were your thoughts on this scene? The whole time we've believed that this fictionalization of, of, of HJ, and I'm going to call him HJ from now on, mm. uh, being white was incorrect or, you know, misleading the truth in a way. And mm. we find out later that this is correct. But what were your thoughts, John, when you when you, when you you saw him revealed as a, as a white man? Were you like, oh shit, my theory? Or were you like, oh, this is just some shit fictionalization of, of, of the story? Yeah, no, I mean, the latter. Um, and I said as much mm-hmm. in episode two that, that, yeah. but that, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's why it's so good. That's why it's so clever that you've got this series that's running through, like intentionally trying to mislead you as a viewer, mm. but also it's not because you know it's going to be fucking full of shit. Now I'm not saying that American mm-hmm. Crime Story is is uh, is a load of shit, but this mm-hmm. this is, um, I loved it. I thought it was so fucking clever. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, at no point was I worried, to be honest. Um, and they kind of, they clue you into the fact because the way in which he beats them up and the language that they use, like, okay, the FBI might have turned around and gone, we know you're fucking Captain Big Cockerless. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, would that they have said that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is what they said, so fact. Um, they're, they're cluing you into it. They're cluing you into the whole, you know, it's 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 drama and it's, it's drama over fact. And there's so much TV. The vast majority of American TV is drama over fact. So, yeah. no, at no point did I think, oh, fucking hell. It's now some random white guy that we've never seen before. Because what would be the fucking point mm. in that? I mean, look, let's let's just say something right now. We weren't sure if the if the fictionalization of um, Hooded Justice and Captain Metropolis's um, relationship was actually genuine or something fabricated for the show. And we mm-hmm. even cited Petypedia last week, which seemed to allude. In fact, that scene was just a, a riff on the on the on the you know Silk Spectre one situation turns out we were incorrect with that so obviously the show american horror story was actually exploring some truths but but just but just on that i I don't think so what ptpedia uh was saying there was that it was trying Mm -hmm. to make that more important that it was kind of overshadowing the fact that you know silk specter was fucking like raped by Mm. the comedian it was kind of trying to tie Mm -hmm. them into the fact that it was it was one and the same rather than it didn't happen. I don't think it was saying it didn't yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. but Well there was still there was there was an element of doubt in our minds. It wasn't it wasn't like certain mm. in our heads that, that this was a genuine thing because like yeah. you said, we, we weren't yeah. So if that's to be believed, then Captain Metropolis is having sex with Hoover as well. Mm. That was an interesting point of this oh, yeah. interrogation. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Fucking hell, Metropolis. You know well, probably so, just saying. He was famous for that, wasn't he? Well, Getting around. And mm, to be honest, well. you know, his name's Hoover. So, you know, yeah. that's yeah. what they do. Cleaning they get up. around. Yeah, cleaning up or, yeah. What else does um, a Hoover do? Yeah. So How don't... else would you describe the work that a Hoover does? <laughs> <laughs> no more puns this week, please. Um, so Can let's Please respect the memory the of J. Edgar Hoover, please. Oh, I'm not happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Back in present day, we well, obviously they're watching American Horror Story, and then uh, Laurie Blake comes in. 
<laughs> Laurie Blake comes in and she says, stop watching that shit, because obviously she's raging at that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she tries to get Angela to agree to a treatment to stump- give her a stomach well, pump uh, yeah. before the nostalgia kicks in. A bit. She a bit tries that. Like, yeah, she's an idiot in this situation. Like, she's been told, right, she's in, Angela's in serious trouble. She needs yeah. help here. And she goes in and starts being all sassy again, as per usual. Yeah. And then only when Angela starts looking like she's about to pass out, does she go, quick, sign this document. Also, why why would she even bother with the signature? Like, it, yeah. it's fucking Silk Spectre too. She's a hard ass in this show. She would just, like, knock Angela out, grab her hand, put the pen in her hand, fake signature it, or just fake signature it in general, and go, there, she yeah. signed it, big time. <laughs> Uh, did she, she actually to... sign it? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Why would she have to put the pen in her hand to fake signature it? <laughs> well, just, you know, that's taking it to the next level, isn't it? It's like, Think. you know, do a little bit of it. <laughs> Think. <laughs> oh. um, anyway, so she doesn't. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and this is where the episode really finds its, its segue into this amazing dream sequence with mm. nostalgia pills. So Angela's looking around. She sees like a little drummer. In her um, in her cell, this was cool, and then the scene slowly degrades into the what the drumming, yeah. Uh, the scene slowly degrades into the cadet sort of graduation of Will, as it, I think it was nineteen thirty eight, as he gets his uh, commendation to be a cadet. Um, and this was awesome, and it started the sort of mirror imaging of. The, and the switch of character between Will and Angela in the scenes, which I also really enjoyed, mm. and uh, it was it was a it was a great scene. This because we had him. It's a very proud moment for him. Obviously, we know who he is. He's the baby from the start of the show, or the kid. Sorry, from the start of the show, who was who was saved. <laughs> and he's risen to become a police. Yeah, well, there is a baby in that <laughs> six year old baby. So that's why I was getting confused. But um, he he's given his his graduation, and the captain, who is a white man, skips over him. And the the other black officer, who is a lieutenant, uh, gives him the medal and says, uh, "Watch out for the cyclops." Mm. Mm. What are your cyclops. thoughts on on the entrance into Nostalgia Land, uh, the new it. theme park, mm. and um, this scene, Gareth? Yeah, this was so well. It was it set up the 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 overarching tension as well, right from the start. Those mm-hmm. racial tensions. Um, I saw. Someone somewhere, a reviewer commenting on this episode as a whole and saying how, you know, the 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 real theme of this show is 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 sort of racism as mm-hmm. America's original sin. And this was a a, a perfect way to to introduce it to this episode. Mm-hmm. Um the fact that they've got a a black officer there so that he can shake hands with the with the the new black recruits yeah, it's unbelievable but it but it's correct. not unbelievable it's 1938 i know but it's mm. it, but it's still it's just something that you know happened but it still is an unbelievable thing to see you mm. just uh, and you know i i think um hopefully it's, it's it's almost indicative of of a mindset that lots of people have today which is thankfully that most people do think this is an just an atrocious mm. way to live and it it just it baffles me that there are that 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 it was so widely accepted and you just you realize from this moment like how hard how hard it would be for him to 
to make it in the police force and not to turn into an angry person how after is he not the, already yeah the, the things that have already happened to him let alone people up. what happens to him very soon he actually seems quite chirpy in this scene in a way um <laughs> to be honest with you he's proud of the fact that he's he's graduated to mm-hmm. to be a police officer yeah. he believes he's going to make genuine change mm-hmm. in the city of tulsa uh yeah. john you enjoyed it you enjoyed the use of black and white imagery here yeah i mean just just adding on to the uh the lieutenant or whatever it is um the the one black lieutenant that they have to to shake the one black recruit that they have yeah um mm-hmm. so his name uh is ah oh, what's his surname uh battle and yeah. um mm. so samuel battle um is so once again the show is taking a real life character so obviously bass reeves was was a real sheriff uh, and samuel battle uh, was new york's first black police officer so wow. pretty cool that's pretty cool that's I, really cool yeah. i like the way they they keep some of the in, like we said in universe once again it's just alternate earth yeah he's, he's coming along and he's going yeah you know well done um now there's two of us it's gonna be rough he's like yeah 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 and he goes, uh, you know, beware the Cyclops. Sorry, what? Like, why? Why? <laughs> just pull him to one side afterwards. Day one. Just Not go, yep. do you uh, do you want to join us for a scotch afterwards? Me, you and McCann. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you about the Cyclops. What? Do it then. Don't do it on stage. <laughs> that is mental. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah but other than true. that, yeah, really um, good. Really good. Yeah. T- talking about the old uh, Cyclops, obviously in reference to the Ku Klux Klan, um, they do have a position called the Grand Cyclops, who is the president or residing officer over uh, a meeting or a den situation. Just thought I'd throw yeah. that in there. Yeah, you'd know <laughs> so, that though, wouldn't you? Yeah. I did feel a bit weird last night. Um, you know, when you're like doing, I write notes, obviously, and we do research for mm. the podcast, mm. obviously. And you were talking to your grandmaster and he went, no, don't mention that <laughs> on the pod. <laughs> I, was talking, I was talking to the Grand Cyclops and he was like, no, um, <laughs> So I was just going through Wikipedia and I was like reading up on the KKK and I was just sitting there going, this is, this is a fucking weird evening, isn't it? Yeah. Um, anyway, so mm-hmm. I thought I'd throw that little tidbit in there. Otherwise it made all that research pointless, which would have really annoyed me. Um, turns out that, uh, you know, the job isn't what Will int- you know, thought it was going to be. He, mm. he sees this fella um, being, no. and I've written in my notes, anti-Semitic. Now... He throws a fucking petrol bomb in there, so yeah. that's, it's a bit harsher than that, actually. So, yeah. um, it's a yeah. bit of a surreal scene, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> um, I loved it. Like, the, it just, it looked like the world's gone mad. Mm. Like, he's just mm. standing there and like, yep, I'm just going to do this. Well, it's a testament to the episode as well that it doesn't just, well, it does focus on race, obviously, but it, it also is tackling the sort of anti-Semitic Semitism that was around at the time. And it's not like there wasn't, any anti-Semitism in America, mm. um, you know, in the lead up to mm. the Second World War, there was yeah. like, um, and yeah. you know, it, well, you know, it just it's highlighting that as well that there were people who were using <clears throat> the way that the Jewish people were being treated in Europe to also enact crimes on them in America and other parts mm. of the world. It's yeah. not just that, you know. So it, it's highlighting that as well, um, which I which I quite enjoyed. But this boy, he gets arrested by uh, Will. Mm. And uh, taken in. Now, I just want to say this: the, yeah, the actor, mm. yeah, that he's plays great. Fred. He's mm. great. He's great. He's he's from True Detective, isn't he? First yeah. season. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he's yeah, also yeah, yeah. Um, plays one of those really scary bad guys with a. He plays like, the scary, scary bad guy. Yeah, surname. Plays yeah, the he main plays guy, the yeah. big bad guy. The big big bad. Spoiler sp- sp- warning mm. for True Detective. He's also season one. He's also um, one of the major competitors to Nucky Thompson in Boardwalk Empire. So he gets there you a, go. he gets mm. around. So he gets around like gets around. J Edgar Hoover. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cleaning up once again. Um, so the boys take <laughs> he's, he's arrested by Will, taken in. Rainus. And the, the the moment the uh, the officers were all very like polite to Will, mm. I was like, oh, this is just they're just they're gonna fuck him over here. Mm. They do the little cyclops symbol. Um, that which was a bit I thought stupid. Was quite creepy. That was a bit stupid. Wasn't what it? they just do it. In front of him, you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't um, do it like that, would you? Or is the, or is that a commentary on how like arrogant they are? Brazen, yeah. brazen, yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And uh, I've seen similarities of people saying that the Cyclops symbol being used is very similar to the OK symbol yeah. by mm. the alt right. Yeah. Um, so at the moment in current days, so it is quite brazen, and I do think they're just so fucking cocksure that they're just like, I don't give a fuck what this guy sees. He can't mm. do anything. Mm. Uh, we're just gonna do that. And um, I felt bad for him because as he's walking home and he sees the the guy's out of, you know, he's not actually been arrested. Uh, he gets he gets lynched by the uh, white police officers. One mm. of which is an absolute fuck. Like I hate that guy. Um, <laughs> and he's strung up. Yeah. Um, no, because the one, the one on, on the left on this is all right, but scene. Jesus, that one. Yeah, one <laughs> yeah right, no, right, which, yeah. One, which one, which one didn't you hate? Yeah, one on the left, all right. One on the right's okay. <laughs> one in the middle, what a fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, no, so this was this was a brutal scene. Mm-hmm. Um, John, this was the moment, wasn't it, where I guess you were well, probably doing a little dance or something and you were having a little, what, I don't know, a, a fucking guy getting off lynched. and ran around the room no. naked. Uh, lynching. Yeah. Well, no, just because you hit a justice theory. I'm like, I mm. mean, you know, that's the only reason. I'm not, not the lynching. I'm not so much of a fucking egomaniac that the idea of someone getting lynched, I'm like, oh, he might be hooded justice now. Yay. Like, fuck He is an hell. egomaniac maniac, listeners. I promise you. Just, uh, he's, he, he's an actor. He's acting right now. Mm. Mm. Well, it's a facade. Um, mm. not even English. So the the scene suffocates you, doesn't it? It's it's horrible. Yeah. yeah. So you know the hood goes over the the camera, and it's and then you see it go up, and it's horrible. It is. It's. I mean, I'm telling you now, at five a.m. in the fucking morning on a Monday is doubly horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can imagine. But uh, I've written in my notes here, John, just to riff off what you've said there. Yeah. I've never seen a POV. Of a hanging before, um, so well, for me it was that's because it was, it was very the only the only POVs that you're watching involve. Yeah, go on. I'm waiting for this. Certain yeah, types tentacles. of squid, yeah, <laughs> squid pov. Yes, I've heard that's extremely popular in parts of Tokyo. You you've been it's there a new you? category every year. You've been yeah. there what you? to, to Tokyo. Yeah, I've been Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Been yeah. with Gareth actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, don't throw was, him under the Some squid. of the places he took me were really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Centre, Squid Centre. Where else did we go? Um, All your favourite porn centres. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I'd never seen it shot like this before, and I actually, mm. like you said, John, I found it very asphyxiating, suffocating. Um, 
and and just a very shocking scene. And I was like, how is he going to get out of this? I was mm. like, he's so strong, the rope's going to break. But no, they just they just they let him down. And this is the moment where he he becomes hooded justice on the way home. And uh, he sees this couple being attacked, puts on the hood, because obviously at this point he's twigged. No one respects him as a black man. They don't want his help. Do you know what I mean? It's that sort of yeah. horrible well, thing that the only way he can get the job done is to hide his identity. So, so the thing is, right, the um, his, who ends up becoming his wife, June, in yeah. names, um, she's like at the start, of the episode, like you're such an angry man. I, I'm scared. What you're going to do with a gun and whatever? He doesn't seem like an angry man no. at all until this point. No, um, which, like, I don't know. They're not showing us everything about him. That they're showing us memories that he has. Remember, memories are also very selective. Yes. So I, they are his memories. I just I didn't get the sense that he was an angry man until this point. Yep. And he absolutely cleans out these guys and saves this couple, gets back home, and then to riff from what you said, Gaff says, now I'm angry. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was like, yeah, fair play. I'd have been angry like decades ago, so well done. Yeah. This is this is correct. You should be angry. Yeah. And this is the moment he decides he is going, to, with June's help, by the way, he is going to fight crime, not only as a police officer in the Tulsa Police Force, but he's also going to have a secret identity as Hooded Justice. And with some white face paint. With some white face paint. And June <clears throat> sense, very though, quickly it? says, it, it yep. makes 100% sense. I love this reveal because it's like, we've seen obviously the white characterization of Hooded Justice throughout history, correct, John, mm. in the Watchmen law and also in uh, American horror story. Mm. So it's interesting now to have it still as canon that that is just the way he looked because of makeup, but he was actually a black man, and I thought that was excellent, uh, an excellent reveal. Sorry, here's here's a question for you, Len. So, mm-hmm. as a fellow um, comic book reader, a canon mm-hmm. expert, what are your canon. thoughts on this being canon? Like, do, do you think? Do you think yeah, he is it's interesting. A, a black yeah. guy, or do you think he's Will Reeves? No. Not at all. I think uh, Lindelof said before he started this show, I, I, read, I read this long bloody interview. I read this long interview with him and uh, he said he doesn't want to change anything that was in the original graphic novel. Um, he's actually going to take the information from that graphic novel and he's going to turn it into something like a new thing set way in the future, right? But he mm. said he wasn't going to actively go back and change anything. Mm. He's found a loophole here because he can easily get away with saying, well, we didn't know anything about that character. He didn't know his identity. It could be Will Reeves. He could have just been using um, face paint. So, and, and, and let's face it, Alan Moore, for some odd reason, hates Watchmen being adapted into anything. So right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I know something. He's angry at this show. I'm gonna say something fairly controversial here about Alan Moore. So, and I and I feel, I feel more comfort um, saying it because, you know, last week was my birthday. I don't want to bang on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we had a few Patreon additions since then. So, you know, thanks very much. <laughs> very kind yeah. of you. One of the gifts that I got uh, was a signed. Uh, copy of the Watchmen uh, graphic novels, which was a, yeah, a you're lovely, welcome. 
Yeah. So, well, not from you. Got nothing from you. But anyway, so a, a wonderful it's in the post, gift, mate. It takes like three yeah, weeks. On the way. That One, is a wonderful gift. Yeah, wonderful gift signed by everyone that was important in the in the graphic novels, apart from Alan Moore. Now, oh, right. Now he's a bit of a miserable old bastard, isn't he? Like he seems like he he's doesn't so like anything. Miserable. I reckon he hates this show. Yeah, yeah. he does hate the show. He's, he's even said he doesn't like the show. He's even said that he thinks superheroes are for children and that he doesn't see any sort of uh, relevance for them in an adult context. And I think that is such a bizarre comment uh, from someone who has created uh, such an an adult-themed and dark, uh, with so many themes, like, uh, series. I just don't understand. Like, mm. he just, just does not like his work being adapted. He's, he's also, like, mobilised his fan base. Yeah. And so if you look at the ratings that the Watchmen TV series is getting, they're awful. They're shit. Like, there's there's loads of stuff out there mm. from, um, you know, fan rating websites where it's getting, like, six, mm. six out of ten. That shows it's, the flaw in their rating system, or maybe even it exposes it a little bit. You go onto IMDb yeah. and you look at the individual episode ratings and you take them and it, it would average out at like a, a middle eight. Now, if you look at the overall series rating, it's just above seven. So that is people just rating the series without having watched it or having no interest in it. It's nonsense. There's like it, mm, you, don't, nonsense. you don't have to partake in something that you don't enjoy, but don't go out of your way to sabotage its success. I don't understand it. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's bizarre. Um, but that's rating systems online for you they're, they're, they're very very flawed as we've said many times or many I give from, I give those you know. people a zero bloob so there you go <laughs> that's our review to you <laughs> um, so Hooded Justice follows clan members who uh, present the Cyclops sign uh, and he absolutely decimates them he then during the scene gets hurled into a store where we cleverly see the reverse of the scene that happens in American Hero Story earlier this so season so good this is so good. This is so good. This like, was when I was like, fuck me. And John's already said it. It's extremely mm, clever. Yeah. It's that dramatization of him breaking into the store in American Hero Story and saving the day to here. He is actually behind enemy lines in the Cyclops' den. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is the thing as well. <laughs> like the fact that the show, the show left Research. out that it was a, a front for the for the, for white supremacists. Yeah, like mm, that, exactly. That wasn't included. Of course. Um, um, and clever. it was just great with the... the the guy shooting the shotgun and then john i'm sure you love this a uh, little bloody schneider easter egg which i'm sure you're probably going to mention in comic corner but uh breaking through the glass there is no way that that is not a nod to schneider's version john, of watchman john mm. writing right now oh schneider yeah, just schneider. Uh, schneider. oh yeah schneider's it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah where's any schneider yeah yeah he played for he played for football <laughs> yeah, he played for football yeah um <laughs> Yeah, all right. Well, don't ruin any of that. Fucking hell, I'll have, I'll have nothing in Comic Corner. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, at this moment in time, uh, the reason the slow motion is happening is because Angela is is has been shot with some adrenaline to try and wake her up. Yeah. Uh, she is trying to communicate by blinking with her husband, Cal, and with Blake <laughs> um, to, to, to be woken up from this nostalgia-filled binge that she's on. Um, but it doesn't work. <laughs> And uh, we're back into another memory where Will is uh, having dinner with none other than Captain 
Metropolis, who invites mm. him to join the original Hooded Justice, the original Vigilante, to join the Minutemen. They would not be able to succeed without him. No. Thoughts? This is to make them the three Minutemen. Correct. This, this is, is much like yay. when I went to recruit John. Yeah, well, you went to recruit John. Yep. Uh, you'd done all your police work. Ended up falling in love with him, didn't I? So. You did. There was that brisk touch at the table. Mm. And, well, uh, y- well, you know. Right, okay. So there are a couple of things that annoy me here. Um, Go on. One, I was Gareth's Be careful boss, what you say. so I recruited him, <laughs> not the other way around. Yeah. Okay, fine. But I'll then be that means justice. that he's fucking me up the arse, so there you go. So, <laughs> all good. Um, um, the, the, but the, the only thing I would say, is it not a bit forward of... That, like, I mean, the, the touching of fingers... Like he's literally just yeah. met him. Mm-hmm. What's going yeah. on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. It's too, it's too much, isn't it? Yeah, too on the too on the nose. It was a little bit on the nose, but and then it's, straight away it cuts to their relationship that we've seen in American Horror Hero Story already. Um, yeah. I thought this was very interesting that it was all you know completely legit, legit yeah. in a way, because um, that's the sort of thing that would just be speculation, yeah, fictionalized and, and, and dramatized, yeah. and you know, but it wasn't. It, it wasn't. And but uh, you, you know why? In- but you know why it was legit. So in the in American hero story, he's going for ages, and we all know that's bollocks. Because when it switches <laughs> to the actual events, I mean, he comes like immediately, and he is a yeah. he's a minute man as well. So it does make sense. He's a minute, he, he is a minute man. Yeah, he, he really they didn't have the name. They didn't have the name Minute Men until that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Metropolis just went. I've just come up with a great name for us. <laughs> for Absolute you especially, burn. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm and now we feel honoured because sakes. we've inherited that yeah. name. In yeah. a way. 32nd men. Um, so do you know what else I found interesting about this whole thing? Is is this questioned, this questions for me, um, the sexuality of, of Will Reeves, obviously. And uh, first thing I want to bring up is... <laughs> yes, there are question marks yeah, around it. Yeah, obviously. But the first thing I want to talk about is his relationship with his wife, June. Now, yes. he, he found her as a baby. Yeah. Outside. So the, the relationship to me is very in- interesting because yeah. it's like he raised her yeah. and then married her and had yeah. a kid with her. And for me, that feels like a very odd relationship. Maybe one of convenience more so than love. Yeah, I you get this. Or it's, it's love, but it's a different type of love. And maybe... Maybe you didn't realise that bad love. Well, no, no, it's still no, good. It is, no, in a it's way. bad. Love. All love is good. No, because that's any love is no, good. All you no, need that's is love. Bad love. Love is in the air. Well, no, because that's like his little sister, isn't it? Yes, yes. That's the thing. That's that's what I that's think. That's what is. I found that's, bizarre. That it's yeah. it's sort of a, a familial love. But remember, yeah. he also doesn't have any family. Correct. Neither does she. Correct. So they they maybe mis mis take that that sense of. Yep. Um, family love well, of, yeah closeness and for love and I, for look, I, can, I get it yeah, but I also don't get it I'm not happy with it this is what uh, director Stephen Williams uh, thinks of uh, of Will um, I don't know that he is necessarily gay because I do believe that he loves June as well so for me he is uh, best certainly in our version I think described as being sexually fluid yeah. although any number of question marks <laughs> can legitimately be raised around that but for me it just made for a more layered complex human so I'm happy uh, too that we were able to find space in the episode to include uh, his sort of uh, sexual fluidity mm. I thought that was an interesting take from from the director and uh, one that I agree with 
So, yep. good I've, work. I got, got that sense. Good. Makes sense. Lovely yep. stuff. When Will finds out that Cyclops is a plan by the Ku Klux Klan to hypnotise black people at movie theatres to incite riots among themselves across the country, mm-hmm. the Minutemen refuse to help out because Captain Metropolis does not feel that this is an acceptable uh, well, time uh, to be moving against them. I also want to talk about, John, the, uh, were you obviously very, very excited about the press release revealing Hooded Justice to the Minutemen? Were you mm-hmm. trying to catch glimpses of any of the characters in the background? I'm sure I saw the comedian. Um, I mean, they're all there. Uh, but again, yeah. I mean, you're trampling all over a fucking comic corner. Like, honestly, if you want to cancel it this week, we can because <laughs> sick of this. Um, save no, it there's, the uh, okay, just yeah, we'll yeah, save it to the end. All right, yeah. so don't... okay. Um, but this idea that they're not helping out with the with the with the Cyclops thing, it's not and then remit, and then and then Will but goes. Then, I, like, I think that's unfair to say that the Minutemen don't want to help. I mean, it's mm. it is just. Captain Metropolis saying, look, you know, it's just crazy black people in Harlem. And it's, I mean, you know, I, everything I know, or I think I know about um, the original Night Owl, I think he, I think he would have stepped up. I think he would have helped him out. Yeah, yeah. So it's just him, isn't it? He's he's weirdly conservative Mm -hmm. for a, a homosexual superhero in the fucking 1930s. Who's yeah. fucking a black guy? Cons- like, it's what the fuck? Yeah, like- it's very interesting. And he's also uh, obviously concerned with like corporate stuff because he you showed yeah. the, like, the front of that bank poster. I mean, it's just very interesting. It's mm. a very interesting situation. He sees it as a business opportunity. Hundred um, percent. It's oh, like what, PR. What um, what a horrible scene that is. Like, yeah, yeah. You got yeah. I mean, you've got fucking Will Reeve standing there, and he's wearing a mask, and he's got his fucking face painted white. Standing next to every all these fucking sleazy white pricks, clapping at a poster of Dollar Bill, um, one of the shittest Minutemen going, um, like with some like overly caricatured like black villain. Uh, like yeah, it's just so it's such a shit scene, isn't it? It's so it reminds really you of like yeah. such a wanky time in history. And because of this lack of interest from Metropolis and the Minutemen by Metropolis's hand, Will takes out the New York operation on his own, brutally killing all involved at the warehouse uh, and becomes... Including Fred. Including Fred. He becomes disillusioned at his role within the Minutemen. Um, I love the scene where he just starts gunning everyone down. I have to say, that's a weird thing to say. I was like, this is the moment Batman decides to stop just punching people and shoot them in the Mm. head. Uh, Can I ask? Which was brutal. When he when he walks in to the room where it's being <clears throat> the audio is being recorded, yeah, um, that's the yeah, the that, middle guy. That's right? the middle guy that the I mi- hate. The middle guy, the that one on the left, the one on the right. <laughs> they're they're all right, but the one in the middle, yeah. Right. The only thing that annoyed me about this is that he doesn't know that who it was ki- Will Reeves who, who, who killed, killed him. him. Yeah, that is annoying. Make him watch. I'd love. I would make I him would watch. Love for him be to, sadistic. Yeah, take his mask off and be like. Remember me, oh, and then God, and then strangle him. Yeah, oh. that, that's pure anger. That would have been good. John, you love this. You like getting very angry. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, but imagine if he went, "Oh yeah, remember me," and he's like, "No." 
Well, well fucking <laughs> hell, mate. Like, come on. It's like that scene in Infinity War where you ruined my life. I don't even know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> right, spoiler warning for Endgame rather than Infinity War, but there you go. Oh, Good God, God, every Jesus. time you have to just get in there. Fucking it's jacked. also a bit like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> I spoil that as well while we're at it. Yeah. Um, no, so but that was brutal, but... I'll yeah, tell, tell you what it reminded me of. Um so guardians of the galaxy yeah Part so two. that bit right at the end of uh, doctor sleep um that lots of people wouldn't <laughs> have you know. so people tuning out right now now nah, not really um i haven't seen it apparently it's terrible but um no, no we've like, got a podcast I'm coming just, out on that don't uh, yeah that. all right well i'll give it zero bloops without seeing it yeah i'm alan moore now <laughs> but um <laughs> no it was very uh django unchained like tarantino talks oh, yeah. about wanting to make a film about like black slavery and struggle where instead of this like i don't know like a kunta kinti or uh 12 years a slave where it's just you know what fuck this i'm sick of this i'm just gonna fucking kill everyone so when he when he gunned Mm -hmm. that guy down and then he went went in and started gunning everyone down it was so like cool um and it sounds weird for a pathetic 35-year-old white man to go, how empowering is this? But it was empowering. Still in his 30s. Yeah, well, mid-30s. But it was empowering <laughs> to just see him go in and just go, I'm just going to kill all of these sleazy little, you know, one of them's KKK called Len, members. one's called Gaz, you know, well, no, hold one's on. called Lucy, Definitely one's called Len. Emma. He's gunning them all down. <laughs> Jesus. We, one of them was called that whatever was that guy's name critical. was that gave us fucking one blue out of five. Yeah, killed him and all. <laughs> yeah, I'm Hooded Justice. Oh, what? I hate that gag. Yeah, well, you're dead now. So, yeah, brilliant, wasn't it? It was, it was brilliant. Right. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Probably best that we don't equate the struggles that Will Reeves went through to our feelings after receiving a one blue, yeah, one star. Well, you, you are John's correct. Views you are, are not correct, that of this Gaz. Podcast. No, but Gaz is correct because that would be offensive to me because my struggle was real. <laughs> yeah? Will Reeves is a superhero in a fictional story. So, yes, you are correct. Oh, yeah. yeah, unbelievable. Anyway, though, let's it? move good. on from this. Right. See, it more was, hate mail coming it, your way. It, it was very good. In the present, uh, Will uses <laughs> a modified form of the mesmerising hypnotic technology mm. to make Judd hang himself. I, I'm going to be honest with you, I yeah. hated this. This, yeah. is my, this is my least yeah. favourite part of the episode. And I'll tell you why, for. I was all like, in on him just being mega strong and just being hooded justice, you know, yeah. and, and just not, not having to hypnotise him. It felt like a weird segue or a weird reason to have the hypnosis stuff in the episode yeah. like it made me think so this is why you had the hypnosis as the plan and that's the only thing i disliked about it, it also i will say this the hypnosis stuff does feel very superhero-y mm. it does feel like a very sort of like it's a bit silly yeah a bit silly um which i kind of enjoyed but then at the same time with this reveal i was like nah not buying it obviously judd's hanging here mirroring the hanging of will all those years ago uh, did you guys dislike it as well? Yes. Good. Good input, uh, John. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I disliked it because it it's like, yeah, I mean, Hooded Justice is just some old man that can't do stuff. You know, I wanted him to be taking the pills that give him super strength. So, yeah, know, yeah that's yeah. that's where the, I'm coming from. The Lady from. True pills. I felt it was weird that 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 we sort of jumped from. 
I don't know, the 40s to modern day, we missed out such a large chunk of his yeah, life. I, 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 felt, I felt there was an opportunity missed to maybe dilute some of the stuff or, or actually tighten up some of the stuff, sorry, that we saw earlier and uh, have a bit more of, of the time after his family left him because I think that would be such a fascinating time it's, it's got, for him in his life. Especially, it's got, it's got yeah, especially to be, when it's got Minute to be done on purpose. taken down. It has to be done on yeah, purpose. It has, I, Do you think I, there's I agree, more yeah. of that story that will be told? Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping so. Yeah, 100%. Um, but 100%. in a different style. I mean, Vietnam's featured heavily in the characters, you know, in the show, and we d- haven't seen anything from it yet. So I'm hoping that that will be a section as well. I'll tell you what, Um, I'll tell you what though, like uh, the idea of uh, a second part of American Hero Story going mm -hmm. on during season two, which is of The Watchmen in the 60s. Yes. A sort of thing with that and flashbacks to um, Will Reeves' as a slightly older man during that, I think that would be fucking cool. So part, part cool. of me feels like that I would be happy to, to hold some of his story back because mm-hmm. I've, I've got to say, and we haven't mentioned it at this point, but the actor that plays uh, Will Reeves during this, mm-hmm. I mean, fair fucking play because if you're coming in to play a, a character like that, one episode... It kind of reminds me of the guy that was involved in one episode of um, uh, of Westworld, the guy that plays the uh, the Native American. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. In the uh, in the episode uh, kick, kick episode eight kick of Suya. season two, kick Surya or something. Kick Surya. What yeah. a beautiful what a beautiful hour of television that is. Yeah, it? just just absolutely um, fantastic. So, um, look, if he's one and done. Then look, fair play, but I really, I, I think that guy deserves more, more time in front of the more. screen. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Yeah, Angela wakes up at Lady True's quarters, who has been helping get the nostalgia out of her, and that is the end of the episode. So, Angela's all right. It's good news. Well, there's a few questions. Why is she there? Mm. How long has she been there? She's been abducted. <laughs> obviously, she was. I think she was in like a mm. a regular medical facility. True has had her minions go abductor so yeah. she can cure her on Will's behest. Oh, do you reckon? Hundred percent. Because I think when Blake and Cal are talking to her, I reckon she's at like just a regular hospital. Um why is Cal not there? Why is Blake not there? I'm a hundred percent certain that True has taken her and moved her. Nah, I'm a hundred percent certain you can see it's in the coffee. No, you see it's in the <laughs> weird sort of atrium where all the flowers are that she has. I'm a hundred percent true that certain that that true is, oh, is you're true i knew it i should have said that in yeah, a couple of episodes ago len is true <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's that's the end of the episode so a fantastic fantastic episode which has blown the three minute men to pieces they've blown their load early on episode six uh, we have crowned it as the finest episode that the show can do there is definitely no way the show can do any better and with that <laughs> there is no way that you guys want to miss this because john has said this is the best comic corner best. that we've had all season mm. okay so when the musical oh, jingle finishes uh here, here we go, go. it's on. he's on uh play the jingle do it john <laughs> Yeah. 
just uh, just pour myself another glass of scotch. I'm halfway through the bottle. Guilty. I'm on my own. Jesus, this is depressing. Welcome, welcome to another comic corner. Um, the to be honest, ever. best one ever. Well, you know, I mean, you jest because uh, I mean I've already clued these guys in, my fellow minute men or thirty second boys. Uh, to the fact that this might not necessarily be the best um, Easter eggs that you're ever going to hear. And then I stumbled across something that is going to absolutely blow all of you, including Gaz mm. and Len, away. But we're going to build oh, up to it. Oh. We're going to build up to it. Get the Hoover back yeah, to suck up Hoover all of our mm. excitement. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jake, Hoover's walked in with no clothes on. So the episode title... <laughs> So the episode title, This Extraordinary Being, it's a reference to uh, Hooded Justice. So Under the Hood, uh, which is uh, the original Night Owl, Hollis Mason's autobiography. Um, yeah. Uh, that's what he calls Hooded Justice, this extraordinary being. So, mm. you know, if you know what, stuff. If, if you know the canon, you'd know this episode prior to watching it would be all about Hooded Justice. But... Um, Mm. So uh, the book uh, Under the Hood, um, so, I mean, that's referenced frequently. So the supermarket scene uh, that we see presented incorrectly uh, in American Hero Story um, and also the attempted mugging in the alleyway, um, both in Queens, New York, are both featured in uh, the book Under the Hood. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and and, and to be cool. honest, like, I, I don't know what you guys think, but I'm so keen to see Hollis Mason at this point. Um, uh, sorry, not Hollis Mason. I'm, I'm so keen to see Night Owl 2 now because it's just constant yeah. references. And, and actually, I think we will see the original Night Owl um, in season two in a sort of uh, American hero story vibe yeah i I think they they're definitely keeping a lot of cards behind in their hand so they can play them and uh the night owls are certainly have you ever played poker or uh no but they're definitely keeping some some things close to their chest i think the night owls are are certain to make an appearance next season Mm. i would be amazed if we at this point with three episodes left I'd say I'd be amazed if we saw them this season. However, I think that there is a reason they kept the Minutemen, you know, that shot of the press reveal and they only focused on Metropolis and Hooded Justice. Um, I think they're keeping a lot behind sensibly for future seasons because they need to string this out a bit, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, kind kind of like how the film did where they mirrored uh, the two night owls in... in um uh mason and uh and dreisberg like it feels like a season two could be like that and and if it was anything like um this episode like the the comparisons of the of the young man and and uh, so the young night owl one and the old night owl two i think that could just be so good um yeah yeah totally agree yeah cool anyway so um just staying on uh um references to night owl the original night owl did you uh did you see the newspaper vendor uh reading action comics 
Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yep. So an actual uh, I mean the the comic is correct. Um that was the first appearance of who? Superman. 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 Yeah. Even Yay. if you weren't paying attention, you'd just guess and you'd be correct. So yeah, he's featured again. Again. Mental. I even got that one. I was like, hmm, Superman. I've heard of him. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing about that as well is I was reading another uh, piece of information about this episode and Superman. And it was uh, it was another interview. And it was talking about how the original Superman comic and you know, the teleplays and stuff like that that used to go on the radio, a lot of the villains that he used to fight were actually Ku Klux Klan members. Uh-huh. And oh, it inspired yeah. a younger generation who were reading comics and um, listening to the teleplays to see the Ku Klux Klan as these villainous the characters. Hmm. So I thought that was fascinating as well as, it, as, as it, that that was mentioned in the episode that he was once again mentioned. So that was really cool. Yeah, that's good. That's good that. Yeah, I like that. Um, so Best Superman bit of Comic Su- Corner. Yeah, nice. yeah. We'll <laughs> save that for you know Comic Corner <laughs> Two, like <laughs> Night Owl Two. Um, correct, yeah. But uh, I mean, the reason that I bring that comic up is that Superman was actually the inspiration for uh, Night Owl's persona. So there you go. Wow, that is cool. as as featured in Under the Hood. So, coming back to American Hero Story, um, so we hear the naming of the, the villains. Now, I don't expect Gaz to to know any of these guys, but um, so Captain Axis Moloch. And, uh, and Moloch, yeah. So, they both feature in, in the comic Callan. Um, obviously, Moloch famously in, in the film. Uh, yeah, he's Rorschach. Bit... Rorschach takes him, well, he's got a relationship with, uh, with Rorschach that we mm. see in the film. Yep. And he finds out, obviously, about comedian talking to him and the mm-hmm. comedian confiding yep. in him um, that it's all fucked, basically. And he's had a drink and he's crying and stuff. We've all been there. Um, so you you'll be there in ten minutes. But yeah, go on. <laughs> I was there five minutes ago. <laughs> um, add an hour. So this one is less an Easter egg, um, but I'm going to throw it out as a, as a question, actually. Um, and you've you've kind of covered it, Len, but I'm not happy with it. So mm. I'm gonna I'll ask Gaz first. So the Eye of the Cyclops. So it was used frequently uh, in this episode. Um, yeah. And it does appear to be the same logo used by the Seventh Cavalry. If we have a look at the background um, when Looking Glass goes into their little factory thing um right so other than uh i guess an inherent uh racist ideology linking the two groups do you think that eye of cyclops means anything else oh dr manhattan i I mean uh, this is genuinely just me asking a question there are no uh right answers however Mm -hmm. the dr manhattan thing is something that that intrigues me. His symbol uh, and the action of them doing it, that there has to be a link there. Or they're just playing with us like Lindelof does. But I, I was I was I was intrigued as as if you, you had any thoughts. Well that if you look closely at the seventh cavalry markings, uh, and they have a symbol, it is circular. 
um, and you saw it painted when um, our boy Looking Glass was going through the, the the set last week where he discovered their lair. So uh, I think it's tied into that very well, uh, mm. to be honest with you. And yet the Manhattan thing I was definitely thinking of throughout the episode. So good point, J-Mac. Mm. Cool. So no answers there. So pointless. Don't well, ask any I questions. Gave you two, the OK symbol. I, ga- I gave you the OK symbol in the podcast, and I've just given you the but reference that is to the Seventh Cavalry. So, so what? Good Dr. Point, Manhattan Jane, I'm is actually there. the one who said Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Point me. Yeah. So if anything, none of us right. are happy here. None well, yeah. of us Gareth, are happy. I think Gareth's won that. So he's basically saying Dr. Manhattan is a racist. Um, yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah. the Minutemen. Big blue fella. Yeah. So yeah, big blue fella. Yeah. Um, so there's the racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no he's just saying he's a very sad man so the Minutemen um, so we get Captain Metropolis um, he is their founder um, and a recruiter that makes him sound a bit shit but that is consistent <laughs> with uh, with the yeah, nature. He- yeah <laughs> talent acquisitions um, <laughs> so yeah no so that is fact um, now Len's sort of trampled all over this so I don't really want to talk about it to be honest but I need to um, in a blink and you'll miss it we do actually see the entire group of Minutemen um, and yeah you do miss it because they're very well blurred but yes what, we yeah, do but what, why Why do you think they're blurred I just think they, they haven't cast the actors yet and if Correct. they want to keep them for future seasons for Correct. future seasons <laughs> that is just why I would do it yeah, yeah 100% 100% like they don't want to be in a fucking scenario like Game of Thrones where you've got... Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Beric <What's>... Dondarrion. <laughs> that is the best one, isn't it? Just some yeah, guy who looks like he works in finance and then suddenly he's this fucking cool guy. You're like, what? Main he... character, yeah. Who's this guy? Yeah, that was hilarious. Um, uh, but coming the back... The mountain, to... they had a big problem with that as well. That well... Ridiculous. Look at him in season, season, season one, two. Good. Look at the mountain Terrible. in season two. Yeah. Cracks me up. Mm. He looks scared. He looks scared. <laughs> Terrible cast. He's scared of his own size. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's dead, actually, uh, that guy. Oh. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> it now. Okay. Now, uh, this would have been my favourite... Uh, I mean, not really an Easter egg, but this would have been my favourite Easter egg because uh, it involves, once again a clever use to timestamp. Now, what year did the police graduation take place? Do you remember? 38. Len? Yeah. Oh, there you go, guys. All right. Leaping in there. 1938. Okay, cool. So, cinema. Do you remember what film was was showing at the cinema when uh, all that chaos took place? In the name of the law. The name of the law. No. Did you genuinely not see it? Walter yes. Mitty. Yes. Oh, right. Yes. The Secret Life. Yeah, that one. Yeah, correct. So the original. In Technicolor. Okay. So do you know when the original Secret Life of Walter Mitty came out? 1938. 1942. 39. 38. Fuck it. That would have been a busy year. Fucking hell. <laughs> it, was actually, it was actually 1947. So that actually tells you that nine years, like approximately... Um, have taken place uh, during this whole episode, which is quite cool, I thought. Well, yeah, very that clever. Is ma- that is mad. Very but, clever. Um, and you hate a timestamp, so... Yeah. 
Yeah, so if they'd have gone approximately nine years later, I'd have been like, well, why are you doing that? Just be more clever. Um, or if someone ran up to him and went, fucking hell, how's your nine years been? I've not seen you since your graduation. I'd be a bit like, oh, why is he saying <laughs> that? But anyway, <laughs> so uh, best till last. Um, so last week, I gave you a little bit of uh, PTpedia. Mm. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit more of PTpedia. Now, you tease. Have uh, have either of you read any of this week's PTpedia? No, I left. I purposely didn't because I knew <laughs> that you might include it. Yeah, good. Wanted to be Same surprised. Here. That's also why I have done no research. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just took a massive swig of scotch. Right. So, um, <laughs> so uh, PTpedia is a must-read this week. Um. And uh, it's a bit of a weird one because I've read it and I'm like, fucking hell, this is... I almost feel like you have to now read PTpedia to understand where the show is going because the most important reveal is... uh, So what are your thoughts on this episode? How much of what Angela is experiencing do you think everyone else is aware of? And that, that I'm just throwing that out there as a question. Very little, I imagine. Yeah, I'd say very little. Yeah, correct. That's exactly what I would have thought. But on PTpedia, there is a memo from uh, Laurie Blake to the task force um, to go after the masked uh, vigilantes. And in it, she reveals that Angela has been talking the entire time whilst reliving her grandfather's memories. Oh, wow. So oh, That's cool. Yeah, so Laurie Blake knows everything about the fact that Will is her grandfather and that he's hooded justice. Mm. Oh, shit. How mental yeah, that is, is that? that is mad. Yeah. Yeah, right. That, that is big. mad. That is cool. And that has blown my mind. So go read Petypedia, everyone, and I will be doing that as soon as I get editing this podcast or get now, done editing this podcast. Yeah, mm. so I'm sure the beginning of, of uh, next week's episode will be... Laurie just going, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just listening to her saying that. But, you know, this is a little little treat. Um, I'm going to give a, a just one more additional tidbit um, for both of you. And it's going to cheer you up a little bit, I think. Oh, yeah. So the beginning of the, uh, the memo is... So Laurie Blake says to the police force, she says, um, that masked fellow, referring to Looking Glass... She says uh, he gave Angela up fairly easily, so I'm I'm not really sure about him. Go round to his house and pick him up yeah, and that. bring him in. So yeah, oh, there's a so chance. He hopefully, will be saved. That they will arrive in time to save him. So there you go. Yeah, and hopefully, oh, hope so. hopefully, Red Scare gets shot in the process and killed. That'd be brilliant. Why um, have you shot me? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, lovely oh, stuff, it. John. Thank you for that. That was actually a much better corner than I expected. So thank you very much for that. Mm. Now it's time for us to move on to listener feedback. Yes, thank you for sending in your feedback. We do love your feedback here at Fan Critical. You can get in touch with us. Yes, lovely. That's me eating feedback. Um, (laughs) You can get in touch with us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. The link is in the show notes. That's fan 
criticalpodcast at gmail.com. We have some uh, some thoughts on the podcast, guys, and we have some questions. So first of all, uh, Dauntus Fuck says... <laughs> Dauntus Fuck. Yeah. Daunte... Yeah, okay. Yeah, Dauntus Fuck. Daunte's Fuck. Daunt's Fuck. Dante uh, says, Dante damn, you guys are making this show even better. Keep it up. I'm selling my car and giving to your Patreon. <laughs> so that's extreme. But thank you very much. <laughs> uh, in a way, we're very, very happy about that. I mean, that. the Patreon only goes up to 60 bucks. So Well, the car might only be worth 60. Maybe. So, you know, and if, you know, it's per month, Gareth. So True. that could fund it for a whole year. So please, yes, <laughs> do that. And John would love that, wouldn't you, John? You love the monies. Mm, love it. I like monies. Please send more. <laughs> Preferably in pounds. Dollars are worth nothing for f- Yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, Len Preston has had this to say. Um, five eee, blues for me. Our favourite Len. birthday, John. Our favourite Len. Yeah. 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 He's, he's, he said happy birthday to you as well. Happy birthday, yeah, John, yeah. he said. He sent me a dead cat in the post as well. So why have you done that? <laughs> yeah, people uh, need to stop doing that. He says, do you think Glass's ability to tell when people are lying to him came as a result of that girl humiliating him right before the psychic blast hit? His superpower, if it really is a superpower, it didn't protect him from getting duped by the Seventh Cavalry. Um, yeah. Thoughts? Thoughts? Um, is it is it a superpower? Is it because of the psychic blast and the mirrors? No, I, I, uh, if this was a a, a Marvel production, I'd say yes. Um, I think, as has been demonstrated in this episode with Hooded Justice, where he's just standing there going, "Look, I'm just a normal man, all right." God. Yeah. Um, they're really trying to distance themselves from anyone actually having superpowers. So, um, yeah, I agree. Which which is so in keeping with the with the comic. So, I, I'd say no. Apart from yeah, only apart, apart from, from Ozymandias probably and well, Doctor Manhattan, I'd say. But again, the, like Ozymandias is for his brain. Yeah, like it's realistic. But I'm just saying that like Manhattan is the only superhero, right? So, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kyle Duarte has had this to say. Uh, hi, recently really found your name. podcast and I'm now obsessed. For someone who isn't as familiar with the universe of The Watchmen, your podcast is critical, nice, to helping me get immersed in their universe. Two things. One, on the last podcast, you mentioned you really enjoyed how movies create worlds by showing adverts and other things in their respective universes to do so. You referenced Robocop and Robocop, Starship yeah, Troopers. Yeah. He's a big fan of both. Mm. These movies were both directed by Paul Verhoeven, along with the original Total yep. Recall, which I also think is a great example of world mm. building. So thought we'd find that an interesting connection. Yep, definitely. All well, of those films are brilliant. Yeah. As so, is Total Recall. Get yeah, your ass to Mars. Of, uh, yeah. Of, of those three, Total Recall, um, I mean, I, I'd five blue that. That is one of my favourite films yeah. of all time. Uh, it's genius, genius film. Uh, he's pretty sure also that Wade Tillman was a Jehovah's Witness versus being a Mormon. We did yep. discuss this last week. Yep. Uh, Jehovah's Witnesses are known for evangelizing their beliefs by visiting neighborhoods. When they go door to door, they distribute their literature, awake and watchtower. They're also pacifists. So given Wade's profession, he's clearly stopped following. Michael Jackson and Prince were both raised as Jehovah's Witnesses. Very interesting, <laughs> that. Didn't, didn't that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> little, little, well I did say, I did say he was probably there. a Jehovah's Witness, but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't know Michael Jackson and Prince were Jehovah's Witnesses, but uh, no, yeah, fair enough. That's actually arguably the most interesting piece of information we've heard this week, to be honest with you. So, what a superhero anyway. team they would make. Fucking hell, looking glass, Michael Jackson <laughs> and Prince. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. 
and they're all they've all got costumes and stuff already, so it's all good. Yeah, and technically um, they might all Scott's, be dead as well, so hopefully not. But you know, fucking hell, yeah, <laughs> morbid. Uh, Scott Downey <laughs> has had this to say: It took me five weeks to find a podcast worthy of this brilliant show that Damon Lindelof has given to us. Thanks so much, gentlemen. I look forward uh, this week to catching up to the previous four episodes. <laughs> oh, and by the way, some of us do care about Podcast Addict. So that's uh, yeah, because no, I was slagging point. it off last week. I um, um, when, when, you, when you read the bit where you said, I look forward, what I thought you were going to say is, I spent five weeks looking for a pod that's worthy to the show. I look forward to finding one. I was like, oh, why are you saying that? That's so unfair. Yeah. But, uh, so what do you yeah. think, Gareth, Podcast Addict? You're a big fan. Yeah, it's about time that we got some recognition. That's Podcast yeah. Addict Addicts. I'm always slagging yeah. it off, but if you listen to podca- Podcast Addict, thank you. It's beautiful. Hey, look, fair it play. Todd Bradley has had this to say, Hey guys, finished watching the episode and was blown away. This is referencing the previous episode. And luckily, because this was a bottle of episode of sorts, a lot of this stuff is still relevant. Lindelof is a master of the human reaction to supernatural events. The Looking Glass character is probably my favourite character yet. Angela is close. The whole backstory and the cool mirror parallels he has throughout the episode was so perfectly executed. Keen being a member of the 7th Cavalry was expected, but cleverly presented and revealed. This episode is the best of the season, referring to last week's, of course, Mm. uh, and one of the best episodes I've seen from any television in 2019. Next week's episode looks like the show's International Assassin episode of Leftovers, uh, which is what I also discussed earlier on. So that is very good, Todd. And 100% it is. You were nailed on. It is just like International Assassin. And if you haven't seen The Leftovers, please go watch it. Greatest show ever made. Uh, Five blueberries from him. Absolutely phenomenal. Thanks, as always. So So, what's the name of that show again? Yeah, Leftovers. Jesus Christ. Mm. Just go watch it, all right? And then you won't have to do this every week. So, know, right. yeah, but I tried uh, to. It's Renee... fucking picking the bones for how much I know now, but but it is <laughs> yeah, called exactly. the leftovers, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Think. Um, yeah. Renee Fuller has had this to say. She really loves the podcast, yeah, uh, but yeah, in, yeah. A re- in a recent interview on Late Night, Jean Smart, who plays Laurie Blake or Silk Spectre too. Mm. hinted at a spoiler she said something people are hoping for they'll get to see and something they didn't expect at all they'll get to see night owl and they're almost the same thing oh night owl owl and night owl too yeah yeah well that could be there you go uh it could be an appearance of dr manhattan or perhaps maybe even robert redford she says that'd be cool i'm telling (laughs) you now like if he turns up that this might be the greatest one series of any show ever. Like, it would be hilarious, wouldn't it? It would genuinely be and just absolutely like the, hilarious. Like, but the context of him turning up, like, why would he? Like, the whole series has been set up in <laughs> Tulsa because it's like, yeah, it's just this little place that no one really cares about. I'm not having to go at Tulsa. If you live there, Whoa. fair play. But Oklahoma why are you saying that? furious now. Well, yeah. yeah, but have they got podcast technology? Yes, they do, and welcome. But it would be hilarious, wouldn't it? It's not like it's set in fucking New York, is what I'm saying. Like, so if he turns up, it it has to be because Doctor Manhattan has has come back, and he's like, you know, oh, you're right. What's going on? I've just been knocking about on Mars, blah blah blah. And then Robert Redford's like, well, I need to go over and see him now. Where is he? Tulsa. Brilliant. It would be mental, but I'd love it. Yeah, very much so. And uh, 
Mike Allen had a prediction. He said, um, and we didn't get to see Ozymandias this episode, no, which we didn't mention, sad. which was interesting. Um, Veidt's fate will parallel that of the stranded sailor in Tales mm. of the Black Freighter, John. Yeah. That's, uh, that's Mike's, yeah, Mike's prediction I, there. It's, uh, it's a very smart prediction. Um, I'm going to throw it back to you, Len. Would you be happy mm. with the consistency of the law that it would it would end that way or would it annoy you because nah. they're not doing something different? It would annoy me. It'd annoy me. I, I think they should do something different. Um, mm. I like do, the way... Do that you they've, think they've... they're going to do something different? Yes, I do mm. think they're going to do something different. I think it's just been little nods to the fact that it's it's a parallel sort of story at the moment <clears throat> with the canon. So uh, I, ho- I really do hope they do something different and I yeah. trust Lindelof to do something different. Mm. We have got more feedback literally coming into our inboxes as we record this um, but we are running very long and what I would like to do is Too postpone long. some of that feedback to next week where we can talk more in depth about this episode retrospectively when we've had a bit more time to think about it and so we'll chat about that in the feedback section so if your feedback for this week's episode didn't get read out it will be done so next week please do let us know your thoughts email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com get in touch with us at social media any of the social media channels instagram facebook twitter you name it we're on it search fancritical you'll see us i'm sure i want to thank my lovely Minutemen for joining me on this long arduous review of a fantastic episode of television i want to thank gareth thanks mate and i want to thank uh, my boy john over there Thank you Cheers, for joining mate, us, mate. I hope you're Len. suitably pissed. Yeah, yeah I, I am a bit. Pissed with drinking your scotch. It's just me a and bit Gareth depressing, about to... isn't it? I'm on my own. It is, mate, in a way. Just on my own, man. We're about... Yeah, but we're about to go to work. We're That's going depressing. to work. So, so, yes, um, so am I. Yes, thank you, everyone. I'm a doctor. I work in a hospital, so... <laughs> <laughs> you wish. Um, no, yes, no I really don't. Right. Fucking hell. No, he doesn't. Terrible. Jesus, could you imagine? Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed that episode and our review as much as we did. Uh, and uh, see you next week for episode seven. Only three mm. more to go, guys. We will be watching The Watchmen. Goodbye. Yeah.